yeah, yeah. We, we recorded on a Monday last week. And now, yeah. now we're going to record on a Monday again. Yeah. Try to think about the last time that actually happened. All right. You know what? I think we can get this thing started. Five. Four. Three. Two. And one. One. Hello, world. Here's a song that we're singing. Come on, get happy. Ladies and gentlemen, mesdames, messieurs, bienvenue, welcome to the happy hour. Welcome back. Happy hour, listeners. My name is David Auger. I'm at Metal. No. Not anymore. Not for many anymore. years. For many years, that was the case. <laughs> I still haven't kicked it. I'm Glaucus. <laughs> One, two, three. On Twitter.com. Still. And Metal Dave and the slew of other you know, social medias that we all have. Join us always by Veronica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm at C-H-I-L-E underscore Pepper on Twitter. And we're the Happy Hour. At Happy Hour on Twitter. Happy Hour Pod on Instagram. HappyHour.com, the website. And YouTube.com slash happy hour on YouTube.com. That's right. If you want to be exacting about it. The Habs are 0-3 this past week. And uh, the Tank Commanders are are so happy about it. Which is whatever. I just I, I don't care about that whole aspect of everything. Because <laughs> no. I frankly don't care about the draft. I care about the actual game. Yeah. If I wanted to watch the draft, I would not watch hockey. I don't know. It's such a weird mindset. Anyway, it, it's, we, we've spoken about this before. Um, yeah. Boston Bruins at the Habs. They look pretty decent. Yeah. All things considered. Uh, could have been worse. I don't recall why I wasn't able to watch the game that day, though. So, yeah, another one of those mysteries of mine that pop up every once in a while. I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know where the hell I was. I watched it. I was, was playing hockey. That's right. I oh, yeah, that's now. right. I had a game, and I, mm, oh, yeah, we tied that game. So, my team, for the whole season, went 1-14-2. and two. Yay! Mm. You won one. Fantastic. That was awesome. Rejects rule. Rejects black rule. <laughs> anyway. So, uh, yeah, the game against Boston. Um, Kirby Doc opens the scoring on the power play. Pretty nice. And then this guy, Taylor Hall, ties it up for the the Bruins on the power play. 1-1. That was all in the second period. First period, nothing. Not not nada. Yeah. Second period, 1-1, going into the third. And then then things kind of went off the rails. David Krejci. And apparently there was some drama with that. Mr. Krejci and... Oh, it was Zegris, wasn't it? Oh, no. Zegris. Yeah, I don't know what the drama was, but it would, it didn't involve Krejci. I pulled Krejci into the Oh, story. you were talking about Plakenik and yeah. Krejci. That's right. That's I forget that. Completely different drama from the early aughts, apparently. And yeah. this is Krejci. Here's my number. <laughs> my name is Davey. Um... So David Krejci, uh, you know, gets uh, Boston up in the third period, followed by Kirby Doc again, scoring, making ah. it two-two. Hey, great game! Then of course, who's the one Bruin to take the lead against the Habs in Quebec? None other than Patrice Bergeron, 
making a yeah. three-two against, and then uh, I think an eight, uh, an empty netter by Pasta, and uh, that 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 that's 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 all she wrote for that game. Um, all in all, they looked decent from what I could see. Um, no, they looked great. They looked great in that game. It was just one of those things. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly, time on ice leader throughout the entire game was Kirby Doc. That's defense, and, you know, not the goalie, of course, but that's you know, de- defense altogether. Followed closely by Nick Suzuki, of course. Yeah, and, and there was not one defenseman that had over twenty minutes that game. That's oh, wow. weird. Yeah, that is weird. Um, I'm pretty sure that. Yep, they're still running the one, two, three. Isn't that the game that Edmondson left abruptly? Not sure. Edmondson was clocked at 1945 that game, so he played okay. most of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, how interesting. So yeah, they're mm-hmm. still they're still running with the 11 forwards, seven defensemen until something evens out at some point. Uh, Montembeau, he's not Montembeau anymore. Apparently, he's slowly becoming the person we need in net for that. How about them apples? So that was the Bruins game. And then the Habs went up against the Red Wings. And this was on the 26th of January, which was Thursday, Thursday yeah. A Thursday game, which meant I was out drinking, unfortunately. <laughs> no, no, no. I caught this whole game, I think. Oh, that's right. I was pissed because, like, the game was fine. They had The Habs could have taken it. Habs definitely could have taken it. But the everything that could have gone wrong in that overtime pretty much did. Yeah. Uh, wasn't it Rem Pitlick that was on the breakaway and just mm. couldn't convert? And then the yep. counterattack uh, meant that yep. the uh, Bruins. That was so that that was that was so disappointing because that ha- was a really that the the Habs again played a really great game. It was a good game. Oh, and that's right. Some okay. So Bobby, no. So Michael Rasmussen opens the scoring for Detroit. One nothing, unassisted. Don't remember that goal. Come think of it. Uh, yep, and oh, this was also Jake Allen's return to the lineup. Right. So he's back. And it, oh, yeah, first shot of the game goes in, and everyone's like, oh, oh, Jake Allen, oh, my God, yeah. what's happening? So it's like, eh, whatever. Yeah. Uh, granted, didn't have to cry about that too long since uh, Michael Pazetta yeah. gets it in, assisted by Raphael Javipinha and Mike mm-hmm. and uh, Belzeal, Alex Belzeal, mm-hmm. of course. I was going to mm-hmm. say Michael Belzeal, not his name. No. Not, even close. not even his father's name. I checked. No. Oh, really? Okay. No. What's his father's name? Michel? Mm. Okay. I have no idea. Probably Rod- uh, like Rodrigo or something. <laughs> Rodrigo Belzeal. Perfect. Nailed Gonzalo. it. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Bergeron uh, opens the scoring in the second period on a power play. Oh, yeah. Wasn't there a string of weird calls in this game? Or am I, am I getting this mixed up with the uh, the last week? Yeah, I think he could. There? Yeah, I think they're blending into each other. Yeah, because the officiating is so spectacular every game. It's just like, yeah. oh, I don't remember what the fuck happened. <laughs> Regardless, um, 2-1 Detroit. And then, uh, you know what happens? Rafael Harvey-Pinard gets another Oh, he gets his. Oh, that's right. A shorthanded goal. I remember that now. Oh, gets himself yes. a shorthanded goal. Uh, ties it up. Unfortunately, it was followed up by uh, Oscar Sundquist in the second period. Again, this is all stuff in the second period now. Uh, 3 mm-hmm. 2, Detroit. Followed again, Rafael Javi Pinar. Gang his third of the season with the halves. 
ties it up 3-3. Now, hat-trick watch for Rafael Javier Pinot, and that yeah. would have been quite interesting because yeah. earlier this month, while he was playing for the Rocket, he also netted a hat-trick. So I got to thinking, what? who was the last player to get a hat-trick in the AHL, get called up to the NHL, and get another hat-trick in a game in a month? I couldn't think of it. I was really hoping it was, and they really did. They like, for instance, Martin Saint Louis started um, Rafael Javi Pinot on the power play. Wasn't there like a five v three? Yes, there was like a five v three or like a four v three at As some we point. We had a power play. We ended the third with That's a power play. Right. On power play. That's why I was so not happy about that because yeah, we had one of those four on three to yeah, start the, and then we oh, couldn't man. couldn't convert it and. Harvey Pinard got a shot, a good one too, and just didn't go. And that would have yeah. been awesome. Anyways, Habs lose. That's pretty cool, I yeah, guess. Mike fine. Matheson leading the, the time. Tank. Yeah, Mike Matheson leading the time on ice for that game at 26.39, followed by Nick Suzuki's 24.36. Woo! Riding Suzuki. Holy crap. And Jake Allen's back. So that didn't work out for the Habs. Okay. And then it did not. Work out for the Habs on Saturday night. This game I missed also yep. because I was in Glens Falls uh, watching uh, Le, Le Leon de Trois-Rivières getting killed oh, cool. by the Adirondack Thunder. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Trois-Rivières, uh, or Trois-Rivières, rather, um, have, it's have themselves, um, is it Brett Stapley, I believe, is the one player that's a... Uh, prospect for the Habs, and also a Joe Verbedek, who had some time with the Rocket, but was down in the ECHL this past weekend. So, I was, oh, that's right. Alex Dabrinkit, 22 seconds in. Bam! Ottawa, one nothing. Cool. We don't have to recap all the goals, do we? No, sure we do. Claude Giroux, of <laughs> course. Two in one period. Almost within two minutes of each other. Power play goal in a regular. 3 nothing Ottawa. Mm -hmm. That was in the second period, mind you. Uh, third period, Matthew, Matthew, Joseph, and then Derek Brassard, of course, of course, of course. Oh, that was a shorty, too, Matthew. Oh, I would have been. I'm glad I didn't watch this game because I hate that shit. Short. Yeah, I, I, paying attention. We were making dinner and doing a bunch of stuff. Like, I, I, I did not watch. Mm -hmm. As soon as it was 3 0, I was like, mm, not feeling it. And look at that. We finally had like a legit lineup together, too. 12 forwards. Six defensemen, and they got fucking annihilated. Killed. I Nick Suzuki, minus three. Arbor Jacki, minus four that night. Um, not great. David, yep, David Savar, minus three. Though, this was also the debut, the debut of Owen Beck. Yes, Which and was, his family, oh my god. Yeah, his whole family was there to watch his son get absolutely trounced by the Ottawa Senators. They were so, like, they got interviewed at the second intermission, I believe it was, his dad and mom and older brother. And did you, I, I, I guess if you didn't see it, you didn't catch it. But they, um, they were just so sweet. And the guy said, the interviewer, I forget who it was, asked the dad, you know, tell us the story because you were going to get together with him today. And he's like, 
yeah, I was supposed to have dinner with him. And he said, sorry, dad, I've got to change the plans. I'm going to be playing in my first NHL game. His dad started choking up. His mom was so sweet. His older brother is so proud. <laughs> uh, like, I don't, I don't think that they care that, you know, that it was a horrible loss. They saw their boy mm-hmm. play in the NHL, and then he got immediately called back out. Yep, that's right. He played in the NHL for a game, <laughs> then went right back down to the O, back down to junior. Good job, Owen. He was called Season up on um, emergency recall, whatever the yeah. uh, you know bureaucratic process for that is, because the Habs, the injury bug keeps injuring, it seems. Um, but yeah, Owen Beck, 18 years old, um, center, uh, picked in the second round, the first pick of the second round by the Habs in the previous draft, 33rd overall. So there's some, there's going to be some promise there. Of course, I don't have any of his stats yeah, up that no. I ought to, but he doesn't even have a face on the NHL website. Poor guy. Anyways, there's that. So yeah, good, good. Nice for them. Um, so yeah, three losses in a row. This, yeah. of course, then puts the Habs. Where is it? It's somewhere. <laughs> Last in the division. Yes. yes. They're actually, <laughs> I don't know how it happened, but the Senators are five points ahead of the Habs now. I think they have a bunch of games in hand, too. Mm-mm. 49 for Ottawa, 50 for the Habs. So they're okay. neck and neck. One. Game wise. Right, 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 right. Now, with yeah. that being said, yeah, yeah, the Ottawa, they were like way down for a bit. So I guess they uh started to clean it up a bit. Um this puts the house. And they beat Toronto, which was nice. Yes, that's all that matters. Yeah. <laughs> ever. <laughs> and it's gonna that that's gonna be the only thing that matters until like Austin Matthews gets shipped off to Arizona. So there's that. Yeah, you know, like the Habs beating the Leafs so far. Um, 100% of the time this season, it's like, that's all, that's all like, if the season ends today, I'm good. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Me too. Like, fine. We beat the Leafs. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care. (laughs) You know, half the bell center could have burned down. Like now it's, we beat the Leafs at least guys. Come on now. Exactly. Um, so let's see. So the tank picture now that I think we have to start talking about this. No. Habs are in 26th place and they need... And Columbus is 11 points further down. So there's no yeah, there's way no in hell, down. no way in hell that's going to happen to get like, yeah, to get like less. No, it's a like Columbus. But them too, they're pretty bad. Yeah. Columbus and Chicago are fighting mm-hmm. for uh, that bottom spot there. Um, oh, yeah. And then I suppose I we my sh- ass off if neither of them win the lottery. We should also mention where the hell are they? Oh, yeah, Florida. So Montreal's in 26th place. Florida's in 21st. Montreal, 44 points. Florida, 54 points. And as everyone knows, we have their first round pick. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blah. So the dream scenario for the draft would honestly be getting both of those picks in the top 10. That'd be pretty sweet. You know, who knows yeah. what'll happen. But like I'm yeah. saying, just it'd be, it'd be nice, I guess. So yeah. there's that. All right, now on to news. Don't want that one. Uh, last week, Caden uh, Primo was put back down to the rocket. You know, that's because Jake Allen's, uh, you know, back on his feet. So it's Jake mm-hmm. Allen and Sam Montembeau for the foreseeable future. Uh, we got some... What the hell? Oh, nope, I don't need that. That was incorrect. 
Oh, that's incorrect, too. Oh, I thought I had, like, injury updates. Whoops. I guess I don't. There is no update. No, nothing. Uh, the only thing that happened today was uh, Suzuki, Doc, Dvorak did not participate in practice today. Whatever. Yeah. Treatments, they call it. Because we're so open about what happens. Oh, well, what do they do for... Stupid. I just don't care. They're not a practice. They're not a practice. Take a day yeah. off. It's fine. Um, Cole Caulfield addressed the media about his season-ending injury. And um, it's an interesting thing because a lot of folks were saying that, um, or a lot of folks, I think wasn't it Arpen Bazu that wrote an article for The Athletic saying that the Habs brass and doctors pretty much saved Cole from himself? I didn't see that. That seemed to be the case, I believe. Now, anyone can correct me. Please do. But it mm -hmm. seems to be that Cole wanted to play no matter what. And eventually, whatever happened, he just kept playing because the doc's like, well, okay, well, if he feels good, fine, whatever. But blah, 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 blah. But eventually, Habs Brass and doctors shut him down. And then that's it. They're always going to want to play. Oh, yeah. Always. Always. We've seen it. Yeah. It's kind of like, it. like how they always want to tank. It's just, you know, it's, it's what they want to do. <laughs> no. They always want to play. Like Gallagher. Gallagher is going to have to, like, you know, he has to have an appendage trailing along behind him mm. or he's going to take himself out of the game. Exactly. Same like Shea Weber is just pain. Shea is just pain Weber. That's right. Just so, pain. like, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not giving you guys too many, too much of a hero cookie for mm. telling, <laughs> telling the player he can't play. Like you can't play, dude. You're, you know, you're a commodity. You're an asset. Mm -hmm. so oh. dude next year like why play in a in a in a failed season so so there are actually some details about what exactly happened to cole caulfield and he talks okay. about it pretty you know um openly so i'm just gonna go verbatim here on the this is just okay. the, the the regular article on the habs website um okay. cole caulfield's words verbatim uh, this happened, uh, like the injury, like this happened the first time before Christmas in Dallas. And I had, and I had an awkward fall. And he's talking about his right shoulder here. I kind of put it back in myself a couple seconds later, and it wasn't that bad. Second time was in Nashville. Same thing happened, awkward fall. And this time it was a little bit more painful. Uh, medical staff just decided to do rehab on it. And that's what yeah. they were doing it. And Cole thought he felt 100%, so he kept playing. Uh, yeah. More verbatim. For sure, if we were in a playoff spot, I'd put it out of my mind. I'd be still playing. It really wasn't up to me to stop playing, but in the right circumstances, I feel like this is the best decision long term. And it's hard to come to a conclusion that this, it's hard, it's hard to come to a conclusion that this is the best. But like I said, it's about the long term and it'll all work out. So he still wants to play. So I guess he dislocated his shoulder. So there was a play. I can't remember. Um, it might have been against Dallas or Nashville that you mentioned. That he got taken down in front of the net. Kind of by the hash marks, I guess. Mm -hmm. Hash marks is like the middle of the zone, right? Yeah. So you got the, the, you got the two dots where they take the face-offs. The hash marks yeah. are where they take the face-offs. Yeah. Yeah. So, and he got taken down. And he didn't get right back up. And I was like, uh-oh. Because mm -hmm. Cole always gets, he's like Arturi Lekkinen. He just always gets back up. And that, cause, and so that, that seemed to me to be significant 
that he stayed down there for a couple of seconds because he wasn't waiting for a call or something. It was just mm-hmm. like, oh, oh, what's wrong with Cole? Right, right, right. Uh, maybe, maybe that was then it, that I just had this like alarming, alarming feeling in my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. They go on to say, uh, when will the surgery take place? They say it will happen pretty soon. Don't have the details yet on it. Uh, how difficult was it to make the decision to end the season early? It's tougher to leave your teammates and not be able to battle with them every night. It's tough watching from up top. It's not. I'm not going to lie. But yeah, I mean, it's for the best. I think the future down the road will be good and it will all work out for sure. It's tough to end your season early. Uh, yeah. Caulfield on how certain he is about coming back at 100%. Um, let's see. I think the people who are looking after me have had guys do it in the past. They yeah. know how serious it is, how serious you have to take the rehab and all that. So I have the right people around me looking out for what's best for me. I think having my trust in them, I know I can get back to 100% and I'm still going to be the player I am and hopefully a better one. Scene. So um, uh, Josh Anderson, yes. Um, when he was talking about it, this was before Cole talked to us, but he said that he told Cole look, I've had that same surgery and now my new shoulder works better than my old shoulder. Like oh, yeah. my good one, you know? So, and Cole, like I've said before, like he's just a little baby. Like they're just made out of like rubber and they just bounce right back. Oh and yeah. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, his little bones and they're all going to mend and he's just going to come back better than ever. It's, a, it's not that he has little bones because he is short. He's short. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. he's taller than I am. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Let's see. So, okay, we're talking about... Oh, yeah. Some more stuff on Owen Beck. Forgot to mention. His junior stats. Just got them. Uh, He's playing for the Ontario Hockey League. The O, as I say. uh, The the uh, Mississauga Steelheads. Uh, 44 points in 37 games. Uh, 19 goals, 25 assists. Well-rounded there. Almost. And, uh, yeah, so over a point per game in junior, so why not call him up? There it is. Yeah. And then he is customarily sent back down. Yeah. He played almost 10 minutes. Yep, he played almost 10 minutes and was a minus one, which is, that's okay. Better than some of his teammates. Yeah, it'll get better. Yeah. And that is a lot of the... Have stuff I had to talk about today. No, a whole lot going on. Just lost a lot. That's it. I guess the only other thing, though, to mention is the next. Good point, though. Yeah, yeah. The next game. Oh, rematch against the Ottawa Senators tomorrow night. I think I can actually watch this game. Yeah. Yeah, on a Tuesday because all the rest of my hockey games are on Sunday nights because our one lady player. Our Division One lady player cannot play Tuesdays, so all our games are on Sundays until the end of the season, which is in March. Wow. Yeah, have a more than a few games, and plus a, a bye week because of fucking Super Bowl. Oh, we didn't mention that Kirby Dak. He fucking took somebody down. He got a he got in a fight. Fight, 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 fight. Oh my fight. god. Yeah, against Detroit. <laughs> Yeah, he that's why I put out that he's a Swiss Army knife. Like, what, now he's fighting, too? He murdered that guy. Yeah. I completely forgot about that. Oh, my God. Yeah, who was he, it? It, was, he, it, was, it was embarrassing. It was embarrassing. Oh, my gosh. It was... um. Somebody pissed him off, oh. and then he was just like, I don't think so, dude. It was Andrew Cop. 
That's right. Andy yes. Kopp is a grown man. When I say grown man, <laughs> like, you know, 27, 28 years old grown man. Mm -hmm. if I'm right, actually. Am I Kirby's dumb? 21. Andrew Kopp, 28 years old, an Ann Arbor, Missouri boy, got his freaking lunch served to him by Kirby Doc, who's like a child. I mean, yep. a tall child, mind you, <laughs> yet still a child. I mean, he it was just... Up with your shit. Oh my god, it, that was a that was a bad one too. Because I was like, I didn't know Kirby caught Kirby Doc. I know. Either. It's like he's like that. He's kind of like every other white mass murderer. You just don't see it coming. <laughs> Kirby Doc, great hockey player. Didn't think he was going to murder twelve people one night. No. Oh, there it was. But he yeah. was so innocent. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I'm looking at uh, some of the Google results and saying this is so unexpected. Kirby Doc. I know. Drops. <laughs> I was just like, good cop. for you, Kirby. I remember, oh, I remember saying, ah, oh, what a cop out. funny. Yeah, it is pretty funny. Wow. Uh, uh, yeah, so then, not news, but um, that whole, I don't, I don't want to talk about that whole Zagras thing because I don't, who the hell knows. Mm -hmm. But it reminded me of... Mechanics with Krejci that time, and um, my one of my followers, really cool guy. He's not on Twitter much, but he's always like has just amazingly good input. Um, sent me the clip of that time that I'm talking about. Krejci lost his mind. He there was something that Placanic said, and then not only did he say something. But then he just let Krejci just get himself a penalty. Like, you yeah. know, just like stood there while they, you know, he let him jostle him around or something. But one, what did Plex say to him? And also, sorry, mm -hmm. their animosity goes way back. Like they're compatriots. They played on the same national men's team. Yep, and Czech Republic, guys, both of them. Meet each other, or at least Krejci hates Pocanis. Pocanis just laughing at him. Hmm. But eh, yeah, it's like who who knows what he said. But so that incident was in two thousand nine. To start, yeah. um, I'm reading yeah. an article from uh, two thousand fourteen for the Sochi Olympics where they were teammates. Mm -hmm. And uh, verbatim, Krejci, we're not close. We don't heed each other either. You don't say, oh, yes, you do. We just get along like real professionals. We don't cause any problems. When I play with him on the Czech team, I like to have him on my team. But when I play against him, well, I hate to play against him. <laughs> I miss Plecky. Yeah, you always hate to play against good players. That's what it is. I'm sure he's trying to be better than me. I'm always trying to be better than him. So that's what it is. Okay, Placanic, who checks in at 5'11", solid 198. Huh, weird. They don't have any... What was crazy for me was um, they showed... The, um, my friend, uh, I forget what his name is. I don't want to get it wrong, but um, he... I believe it's he. He um, sent me the clip of that game, of that <clears throat> ensuing power play, in which... David DeHarnay scored a goal. And like it was just like, wow. It's like, 
Marka, like Kennedy, her name, Subban, like just how, remember, like that wasn't so long ago. No, it wasn't that it, long ago. No. It's just so different, the complexion of the team. Oh, yeah. It's, it's absolutely, yeah, it's a completely different team for sure. Like, it's just like, it was just like, wow, like this is like, you know, watching footage from the 70s or something with all these names that they're talking about. But it's just like it just happened. Yeah, it's just it's it's literally just the previous generation of Habs. And now we have the new one here. Yeah. Nice. New look Habs. Yeah, I'm trying to um, see anything else about all that, but I can't really see it. Man, back in 2014, they were old. Those guys. Krejci's still playing, is he? Is he actually? I don't know. You mentioned him. Did he play on Tuesday? Oh, um, or whenever I... it was that they played Boston? I think thirty-six years old. Krejci, uh, yep, has a salary. Yep, still with the Bruins. Bruins. Yeah, but I, I, like they, the Habs acquitted themselves quite nicely against the Leafs, against Boston, and the Detroit game wasn't bad. That Ottawa nope. game, though, dude, what a dud. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I, I say this without having watched it, but I just thought like without having watched the whole thing, but it was, um, man, what a difference from one Saturday to the next. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It is weird when that happens. Yeah. I'm just looking at the injured reserve list for the Habs right now. Um, oh, that's actually something they mentioned Monaghan. There's going to be an update on Monaghan, which is, you know, always good news. Yeah. When we have an update about one player that garners like a new, like a press release that is announced yet not given yet. Yeah. Okay. But this is this is who the Habs are missing still. Brendan Gallagher, of course. Jonathan Drouin, you are Mia, Jake Evans, you are Safkovsky, Kaden Gooley. That's, you know, that's, that's a significant that's amount a of big people one. there. Um, and of course, we get to the long-term injured reserve. We're talking about Carey Price. We're talking about Sean Monaghan. We're talking about Paul Byron. Um... Uh, weren't we more people saying that we're probably going to get some, get some players back in February, I believe. Well, the Monaghan thing's been all over the place. I don't I don't know what to fucking think. Well, thank God we have so much transparency. So we just know exactly that, what's yeah. going on. <laughs> just seems that all we do is have players who can't play for the whole season. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, kind of like Markov was on and off for a while there with a Markov. Yeah, but he came back like everybody like everybody just said that his career was over. His it's knees. Like, no, yeah. No, dude. Poor guy. Oh well. Wow! Imagine He's paying still like one of the most, one of the most effective. My favorite, one of my favorite team men of all time. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah. Imagine paying Evgeny Dadanov five million dollars. Hmm. Not gonna have to do that next year. Okay. I'm no. just looking at cap friendly right now. Double checking Earth thing. And we gotta figure out Cole Caulfield's freaking. Contract. contract. It's, gonna it's gonna be him, Jesse Elonen, Rafael Harvey Pinar, Michael Pizzetta, Alex Belzeal. I mean, a lot of those guys are minors, of course, the minor league yeah. players. But who else is a major guy? Jordan Harris. What are they gonna do with him? That's gonna happen. And Jonathan Drouin. Oh, he's UFA next year. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're keeping him. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. That's my prediction. Dave Dixon is that. He's gone next year. Gone. gone. See ya. Sick your shit, Jonathan. Same thing with Paul Byron, though. Are they going to keep him? Uh, don't know. 
don't know. Gonna be an interesting Maybe off season. Maybe some kind of ambassador role. Maybe again. Uh, speaking of that, uh, this previous this past weekend, it was the Habs fantasy camp, which I did not uh, did not attend uh, this year. But um, Andrew Shaw in attendance to play with the with play with those uh, you know that made the trip. And of all the people to show oh, up yeah. in the locker room, Carey Price himself came in to say wow. hey to a bunch of people. I thought that was oh wow, that's pretty damn cool of them. So yeah. I was uh, looking through uh, some pictures uh, that people were uh, showing, and uh, yeah, pretty cool. It was all over the interwebs that his wife, um, Carrie Price's wife. Um, Mrs. Price? Yeah. She, I guess she didn't ask ask me anything. <clears throat> Did she and now? Said, yeah, on, on the Instagram I'm sure um, the anything part was something that uh, she did not regret. <laughs> I don't know. I just saw the, the the one thing about one question that somebody asked. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. You know, are you guys going to be in Montreal next year? And she said, nope. Really? Yep. They're moving to Kelowna. So that keeps it. And she says, but we'll still visit and everything like that. So it's just like basically the takeaway is what we all knew that he's for all intents and purposes, retired. Or they're getting a divorce. Yep. <laughs> Kelowna, though. Holy shit. Yeah. I'm telling you, man. That's right next door to you. Ish. Ish. It's about a four minute, four minute, four hour, four yeah. minute teleportation. It's I about a four actually, hour drive from where I am. I think I, the actually, interior. I think I actually have a friend that lives in Kelowna. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta hit her up sometime. One of these days. It's like anti-vax right-wing central though now. Oh, I bet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I bet. I, yep, I do recall this from my friend talking yeah. about stuff every once it's in like, a while. It's a little bit like, oh, fuck. Yeah. I've got a girlfriend who lives in Summerland and it's just like, dude. And like, it's it, 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 just as an aside, like a lot of these guys are being, you know, they're British Columbia exports. Mm-hmm. These extremist guys, those twins that wanted to get in a gunfight at the bank robbery. Um, Didn't hear the, about that one. Oh, yeah. The, the, a couple of twin twin young men obsessed with guns, anti-Trudeau, um, got, you know, went and robbed a bank one day. And then they did, they got their money and they wouldn't leave the bank. They just kept on waiting and waiting because they wanted a gunfight with cops, shot a bunch of cops. And hmm. then they're both dead now. Yeah, I wonder why. Huh. You go onto their social media. Were they white? Like, Fuck Trudeau. Yeah. Couple, right. couple of white well, I'm shocked they got killed. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm, I'm literally like, yeah. wow, really? That would that would not happen in these United States. Yeah, I know we, they would be. We take them prisoner and then we pay for them to rot in prison for however. That's a no, but these these guys were shooting up cops, right? So yeah. it's just like, well. Mm, yeah, that's a, that's a that's a big red flag, especially in New York City. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> mm -hmm. and um, yeah, there's and, and and yeah, the people are coming out of British Columbia. There is a guy. What was it? There was some kind of, uh, I don't know, some kind of some kind of right wing loony bird, loony tune, in the states. There's some story and some big story that's circulating right now. Sorry, I don't have my wits about me. But um turned out that the, oh, 
um I think it's I think it's the guy who attacked the Pelosi's. He's oh actually yeah, that whole thing. Yeah, he's from BC. Oh, weird. Hmm. How come you have and, such and, a? And I always say, like, I, I've I've never seen any of. I've never met an anti-vaxxer. I've never seen any of these people, and they're come across them in the street. But like BC boy, there's a lot of so scary movement happening here. Anyway. They're actually there everywhere, but we just don't live there. Yeah. New York, 90% of the state, well, land-wise, mm. is covered in reds. So when you look at the map, yes. and you say, oh, my God, how come the red is so much more than the blue? Yeah. What people fail to realize is that, you know, square meters of dirt are incapable of going to the voting booth. It's actual people. Yeah. So, I know. you know, when you're in fucking Warren County and there's 20 people in the entire county compared to Albany, where there's 20 people yeah. at a bar, you know, it's just, that shit drives me fucking crazy. So, so anyway, the prices are, are leaving Montreal. Yep, see you later. At least according to the missus. Carrie and Angela and Price. They're, they care so much about the city, they leave it, just like P.K. Subban. Anyway, <laughs> moving on from that... I don't know what else to talk about. Yeah, actually. so you said that Carrie Price was at fantasy camp, but that's what made me think about it. Was mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. he was at it? He attended a game in the in the press box, or not in the press box, but in in one of the loges. Oh, that was probably with the fantasy camp past, guys, actually. Week. Yeah, yeah, maybe. It probably was because when uh, when I was there, we had um, I was really lucky right. that we had um, Josh Georges. And I got to sit right next to him and talk to him all yep, night about stuff. You were on the stuff. Jumbotron. And I'm sure he loved it. <laughs> hey, George, can I sit next to you, pal? Thanks, man. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. So there Gosh. was that. Um. Yep, Habs game tomorrow night. Oof. I think that's it. Yeah, I can't really think of anything pertinent that's happened lately. Um. Bobby Hall died. Nazi sympathizer. He can go rot in hell. Um... Sorry for all the Bobby Hall fans. It's actually true. He's a piece of shit. Sorry. <laughs> not anymore. He's not. I mean, he will be in a few hundred years. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Unless they froze him. I don't know. Whatever. It's just, it's one of those, it's one of those things where a great athlete dies. Guy's a legendary athlete. An utter contemptible piece of shit outside. You know, on every facet of life that actually matters to people. Mm. It's so it's so weird the the gravitas we give to athletes. Mm -mm. Can't well, and not only that, but it's just like um, how you how you just are not allowed to say anything bad about the guy because he was good at hockey, dude. He was like a very very virulent. I can't say that word. Virulent. Like, virulent. Virulent. Um, alcoholic he had a problem with booze he couldn't handle his booze he had a problem with violence he couldn't he couldn't control himself he 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 had a he had a temper problem obviously but like you beat up women and then you um assault a cop because he's trying to stop you from beating up your wife and apparently the wife when she said in an espn anyway the whole thing is yes he was obviously very good at hockey i have no 
feeling for Bobby Hull at all it was before my time, obviously. But everything that I've heard about him since then, it's just like, if you're going to speak about a, 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 um, a, um, a, a deceased player, tell the truth. Just tell the whole story. Because if you're eliminating that other part when you're talking about his legacy, that, that's it's almost like censoring. It's not the whole story. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it, even his organization did not let him be, you know, one of the ambassadors of the team. He was deeply problematic um, as a, as a human being um, very, you know, and, 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 and like, you know, all the, all the cruel racist, Nazi fucking misogynist, violent shit. That's, you know, you can't ignore that part about the guy. Typical white dude. Yeah, so I I have no allegiance to him. I'm just not going to say anything. I didn't, I just, you know, what the hell am I going to say? It's the only big news thing I could, yeah, it's the only big news thing I thought of. I was like, oh, yeah, that happened. Oh, yeah, there was a trade. How's your son taking Bo Horvat going away? Well, so my son, he's, he's like, this is his first year of being like super hardcore hockey NHL enthusiast. And he's you know one of my most favorite people on the entire planet yeah that's why my mom that's what my mom says about me too <laughs> however he is one of now he's like now he's like completely paying attention to the islanders um the rest of the season he's like i'm i'm just cheering for the islanders to 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 win every game until the rest of the season now because there's something with the conditional blah 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 with the pick so he's one of those guys too, where I say to him, "Well, let's just watch the games." And uh oh, can't do that. It's going, it's going to be a very long fucking five months. And it's just like everything, mm. and then you know, then the lottery and all of that stuff. It's just like, dude, that like the only thing we can do is wait for it to happen and then watch it. Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's the it. the amount. It, it's a grift. It's just, I hate it. I hate it. I hate you know, it. It's, it's like, you know, getting into the community and everything. But I told, I told him to don't read the replies. And he's like, I've got to, no, I've got to look no, at you Twitter. Don't. I've no, you don't. Twitter. There was no, oh, yeah. there was no, like, there was there no sane conversation on the internet. I don't care what anybody says. There's no, <laughs> nothing, nothing like that. Nothing like that. Um, Yeah. Well, they did mention the first round pick. And that got me thinking like, oh. It's conditional. Is that going to change the odds for the Habs? Mm-hmm. I don't think it will, mm-hmm. actually. Uh, they say it's top 12 protective. When they say top 12, I'm always, I always get confused because I'm like, top 12 as in if the pick is one of the top 12 for lottery, like the worst, is it protected? Or do you mean top 12 as in like the team's going to be in the playoffs? Right. I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> I'm sure it's, it's an easy thing to answer. Just I look around and I can't find a straight answer about it. Oh, yeah. I'm on cap friendly. One second. Islanders. Wait, they traded it to Vancouver, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Vancouver. Oh, mm-hmm. there it is. I found it. Okay. Okay, conditions. The pick becomes an unprotected 2024 first-round pick 
if it is isn't if it is in the top 12 if it is in the top 12 so let's go to vancouver island vancouver island and check it out okay conditional pick traded not on to January be confused 30. with vancouver no completely vancouver different. mainland all right, mm -hmm. pick becomes an unprotected 2024 20, first round pick if it is in the top 12. That seems to imply in my small brain that if it is within the first 12 selections of the draft, then it actually gets booted to next year for 2024 and then it's unprotected, unprotected, no holds bar. Sounds, that sounds like a good idea. Which means then... If the Islanders fall from grace, in other words, like if they mm -hmm. end up being like a bottom feeder team, yeah, that means the pick goes to 2024. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. That makes so sense. So Max has been preparing himself yes. for weeks for both Bo Horvat to get traded because they couldn't afford to keep him. And so wow. um, he wasn't like too shocked. He mm -hmm. said, you know, Twitter, the, the fans on Twitter aren't too happy because of Anthony Beauvillier's numbers or whatever. I'm just like, let me tell you a little story about June 29th, 2016. Mm -hmm. When the famous article came out, worst trade in the Habs 110-year history, and it doesn't even come close. Before either player had ever set, even set foot on the ice. with their Who meeting. wrote that again? Andrew Berkshire. Oh, yeah. That fucking idiot. I'm going on <laughs> tape saying that. That was so fucking ridiculous. It's still like, yeah, that's just, you know. Oh, my God. And, and so I just said, just, just, unfortunately, you're just going to have to wait and see. Just watch. Wait and see. Make up your own fucking mind. Yeah. Yeah. Anthony, Anthony Bavillier. What a strange guy to throw in for um, Bo Horvat all people yeah it's such a strange thing because yeah he's not a guy's not going to carry the game on his back i'm, t I'm and it doesn't out. sound like bo is too sad to be leaving yeah. this gong show of an organization now granted i'm also now checking out aturati who was uh, yes. drafted in 2021 52nd overall in round two. Oh wow and he's um Again, not all that much of a flash in the pan. Is he a defenseman? He's a center. What are the Canucks yeah. doing? That, that apparently that's the complaint out of out of Canucks Nation is um they, got kinda, they were oof. they were hoping for a D man. Man, what are they doing? I, mean, I don't they, know. They got but a the first round. Is, they got a first round yeah. pick out of it. All right, that's cool. Yep, yep. So I guess, wow, but the players, and I mean, there is, okay, it's not the apps. I don't care anymore. As soon as I actually started team. looking at this, I was like, time. what is happening here? Okay, so <laughs> I don't even care anymore. Say no, bye. Which means, hey, bye. we might get some movement uh, with the Habs at some point, maybe. I have no idea what the Habs are going to try to do, except maybe try to get another first-round pick from, say, Maybe a certain horse of power, maybe a certain steady Eddie, perhaps. Who knows? Because we do not know. We don't know. We, no we won't idea. know until we know. Exactly. Um. Okay. Got some All time right. left. 
Okay. I'm trying to think of what I've watched recently. I don't think I've watched much of anything. I've watched a lot of stuff. Cool. Um, I've watched. Okay, so remember how I told you about the White Lotus? Yes. On HBO. Yes. So how I had seen the first season, and it was just a, a tad too, <laughs> a tad too much. Well, of course, I couldn't resist and ended up watching the whole second season as well. Mm -hmm. So The White Lotus is a series on HBO Max. On In Canada, we get it on Crave. And um, it's basically just these rich folks who go to an all-inclusive resort at the White Lotus hotel chain or whatever. And it's, it's basically just a bunch of really highly unremarkable people who have a lot of money and their stories aren't even particularly remarkable, but it's just like the acting. Um, it, it's just, it's this whole, I don't know, culture, this, this TV show. And of course, Jennifer Coolidge is the one who steals the show in both seasons, I think, but um, no spoilers. Anyway, I, I, I highly enjoyed it that, you know, like, they just sometimes they just go places where they just show everything and it's kind of just like you know whatever like somebody going to the bathroom or some, like stuff like that and it's just kind of like oh you know this is not like it's just acting like this is you know just kind of it's just so normal and mundane but you know somehow they managed to make eight episodes of it and um i really enjoyed it i thought it was good it won a bunch of awards this year too so i'm not alone mm-hmm how about that? Um, and then, yes, on the weekend, for whatever reason, Robbie and I decided to, like, we were just scrolling through stuff, and we watched The Sound of Music from beginning to end, because I had it in my brain for some reason. Something had This was your fault, wasn't it? About it? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hmm. Who would have thought? So, <laughs> and so we watched that. It's such a great film. It is mm -hmm. a good film. Just and the cinematography, you know, the singing—it just all fits. Oh, it was Julie Andrews' first movie, I think, too. When I was a little girl and I saw that movie for the first time, and I laid my eyes on Julie Andrews, I thought she was the most beautiful woman I had ever seen in my entire life. With the like the orange, like mm -hmm. yellow hair and the big blue eyes. I was just like, I was just like stunned as a child and sings like an angel. <laughs> anyway, when I was a little girl, I thought mm -hmm. Julie Andrews was all that. Now, Christopher Plummer as Baron von Trapp. Oh, handsome. Who, oh, I mean. Thought he was not with us any longer, the poor guy. Yeah, just recently. Yep, yep, yep. Canadian. Yep, 2021. Yep, great dude. Um, yeah. I remember he had such he had a surprise cameo in um, Star Wars, uh, one of the movies, uh, The Force Awakens, when the new trilogy came out. He was um, yeah, he was like a tribe leader on one of the planets that the Empire was being bunch of shitty people on um but yeah i was like i was watching the movie and i thought is that christopher Plummer? and it was <laughs> i was like holy shit because yeah in my opinion being a star wars person the second i mean yeah the the, the, the newer movies the that trilogy and all the stuff yeah. afterwards 
is pretty much who can we get in Star Wars? Anybody yeah. ever. And I did not enjoy that. It's kind of like, hey, hey, who who knows who in Hollywood? Oh, you want to be a pilot? Oh, you can come in for five seconds. And it's just like, I, I get it's fun for actors that grew up with Star Wars. Of course, if someone's like, hey, you want to be a, you know, a, a an extra in fucking Star Wars, even though you're like an A-star actor? Like, that was um the whole story with, um oh, James Bond. Um, Henry? No, 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 the newer one. Pierce uh, Brosnan. No, no, um, no. Daniel, Daniel, Daniel Craig. Craig. Daniel Craig was a stormtrooper. In one of the scenes, didn't no lines. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, it was just a stormtrooper. How do we know? Don't stormtroopers wear a? He was mask? credited. Oh wow! Daniel Craig, stormtrooper. That's hilarious. Um, and also wow. in the Mandalorian, um, who was the one of the man? Uh, yep, uh, one of the scout troopers in the Mandalorian series with Baby Yoda, Jason Sudeikis. And he has like a five minute monologue talking about how much he hates being a stormtrooper and how he just wants to move to like an exotic planet and live out the rest of his days. Oh, that is so funny. It is kind of funny. But I also I was watching the episode like, what the fuck is going on here? Because <laughs> this is not Star Wars dialogue. Of course, it was Jason Sudeikis. That particular episode directed by uh, Taika Watiti as well. Wow. Of, um, let's see. Just to remind you who he is. Uh, director from New Zealand who directed Jojo Rabbit. Um, oh shoot! If you if you haven't seen Jojo Rabbit, you ought to. I it's on my list. I I you I have to be in the right space. Just take um Hitler Youth, make it a comedy. Okay. <laughs> it is a big satire on the whole. Like what Germany okay, tried doing. I did doing. not know that. That's yeah. Kate Blanchett, isn't it? No, that is uh, Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson. Yep. The other one. Yeah, yep. Um, who else is that? Okay. There's a that movie is chalk full of people though. Um, yeah. I can look that up too, actually. But it is and a fantastic film. It is sad, but also very, very good. Um, Scarlett Johansson. Okay. Um, Sam Rockwell is in it. Uh, who else is there? Uh, Rebel Wilson from. Oh, I love um, Sam Rockwell. Oh yeah, Sam Rockwell is a great Nazi officer in this too. Ooh, I'll bet. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh no, he's kind of like. So the Hitler Youth kids, they kind of go to like yeah. a, a camp out in the woods and you know learn how to be great Nazis and fight the Jews, you know all that stuff. And Sam Rockwell is like their, is like their um their not troop leader, but like the dude that makes sure everybody like doesn't blow themselves up. Okay, yeah. Like whoever, whoever, whoever's like, if yeah, I'm, I'm, the, their commander. Yeah, I'm thinking of the Boy Scouts. We're like, who is the dude at the top? Who was like, okay, kids, I'm not in the front lines because I have a bum leg. Boy Scout leader, I think they're just something called. like that. He was like their yeah. Nazi leader guy, and yeah, yeah. um, and so shoot, there was a there was a great end to this. I can't think of it now. Oh, sorry. He is a. I'm trying to think of the historical um person that they're imitating with him um north africa no we're talking about Ern rummel he was kind of like the oh. rummel of this because rummel was not a fan of hitler and neither is sam rockwell's character ah interesting it is a very interesting thing and the whole okay. the whole comedic shtick of jojo rabbit is if i was the one kid jojo who is kind of shunned short not very, you know, Aryan Nazi material, you know what I mean? 
And so the mm. other kids make fun of him. And so what he does to cope with that is that Hitler is his imaginary friend. And he's always like, come on, Jojo, you can be a good Nazi if you put your heart into it and blood and guts. Oh, my God. <laughs> it is so incredible. It really is. Yeah. It's a good, it's, yeah. it is a great movie. And you mentioned Jason Sudeikis. We've mm. got a new season of Ted Lasso coming in the That's spring. Right. That's great. Which, great for me. Oh. Spring goes from March to June. So who knows when, but yeah, in the yeah. spring. That actually makes me think of something else. So yes, new Ted Lasso, of course. Thank yeah. God. That'd be amazing. Yes. <gasps> um, but there is a new show on Apple TV Plus. That I Shrink it. Shrinking? Shrinking with Harrison Ford that I want to watch. I'm, I'm probably going to start it tonight now. I just thought okay. of it. Okay. Okay. Wait. Well, I will too. Okay. Good. Good. Great. Yeah. It, yeah. Was either, it was either that or play uh, this video game that I've been playing for fucking ever. I've literally clocked 530 hours on it just recently. Wow. Way too much time for a game that so I honestly loathe. I hate playing it. I have to beat <laughs> it. I have to beat it. Damn it. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know anything about the show shrinking, like anything about it, other than it's Harrison Ford. And last week, um, Brett Goldstein was on the Colbert show. Oh. Brett Goldstein of Ted Lasso, mm -hmm. um, Roy Kent, um, he's a writer on oh, this show. Oh, boy. And so he was on with Colbert, and he said, we were all just sitting around kind of having a laugh. And said, why don't we ask Harrison Ford if he wants to be in it? <laughs> and he said, so, you know, we said, okay, let's ask Harrison Ford. And then we can say, hey, hey we asked Harrison Ford, you know, like, and have a funny story or whatever. And then one day Harrison Ford calls him. And he, he got, he has a message that Harrison Ford is calling him. He's like, oh, whatever. And so he doesn't, doesn't call him back. And then somebody else calls him and says, did Harrison call you? And he's like. Yeah, <laughs> I guess he did. And so then he calls him back. And then Harrison says, can we like, let's let's meet up on on Saturday to talk about it. And Brett Goldstein says to him, Oh, I'm sorry, I've got a gig that night. I can't make it. And so then he hangs up and his partners were all like, you cancel, cancel your gig, because Harrison Ford wants to meet with you. So he calls Harrison back and he goes, Hey, Harrison, um, can you can we talk on Friday? And Harrison says, sure, come over to my house. I'll make you dinner. So Brett Goldstein goes over there and walks in and Harrison says, it's the best script I've ever read in my life. And Brett Goldstein goes, shrinking? Ever? Like this includes <laughs> said, like the best, fugitive? Best dialogue I've ever read in my life. And so he he looks down at, at his table and he sees that Harrison Ford's got all these scripts spread out all across. And he's like, oh, he's got us mixed up with somebody else. So yeah. he points at it again and he goes, shrinking? And he's like, yes. And and he goes, okay, do you want to be in it? And Harrison Ford's like, yeah. That is. And Brett's like, okay, great. And then Harrison goes, is that business done then? And Brett goes, totally. And he's like, let's, isn't that a story? Is that a great story? Harrison Ford is 80 years old, this man. Oh. And I am, um, and he. <laughs> his ear pierced love that man yes so okay okay, okay. Mm. what i'm what he's I, calista flockhart too what i also ooh, what i what i'm trying to look up though is just where is what was the last thing he was in that's what i'm trying to figure out like the last movie or show or whatever um 
1920. I've seen him recently in something. Oh, he was in a Western um, like television series on Paramount yeah. Plus, and he he fits that pretty well. Um, wow, yeah, that was, that's television. Uh, let's see, but for movies, last movie he was in was oh, those are documentaries. Oh, he's in he the new in Indi- something romantic. He's in the new Indiana Jones movie that's going to be coming out. Oh right, yeah, a little movie. Of course, of course, yeah, a little movie. Oh my god. Um, he was in the Call of the Wild 2020, uh, based on the book, of course, him and a right. dog, which I don't know how well that. Uh, is. yes, that's well, the one that I'm thinking of, actually. Um, of course, the Star Wars films and oh, duh, he was in Blade Runner, the new uh, Blade Runner, of course, as well. Right. But not like, you know, we're talking like three, four movies. And but now this is going to be like a, you know, Apple Plus TV yeah. series. And I'm like, I've never yeah. seen him in a TV series before. So I'm like, I'm no. really, really looking forward to it. Um, yeah, that's something else. Yeah, and, and thinking of Raiders of the Lost Ark too. Oh, also, I think I'm gonna go watch that in the theater. Oh yeah, if whenever yeah. whenever the Indiana Jones movies come back in yeah. theaters all the time, I'm like, I have to go see it. I have to go yeah. see it. I saw many years ago they had uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark in the theater. I'm like, this is great. This is incredible. It's the music, incredible. Just the punching the Nazis. Just, it holds up. Bam. It belongs in a museum, <laughs> <laughs> which has different connotations today. But, but <laughs> now he, but he's overall a solid dude. I've always liked Harrison Ford, and he hates Star Wars. He's so glad he's out of it. I'll bet was not. He was never into it. Hated no. Han Solo the character. Hated playing him, and it's it oh, it breaks people's hearts whenever he gets. And like a late night TV show, and someone's like, so, "Yeah, tell us about stars." He's like, "I'm done with it." He's I'd, a cranky old bastard. I'd rather he? not do that anymore. Yeah, yeah. It. And then, <laughs> and that always makes me think of whenever Mark Hamill does his impression of Harrison Ford, and it's it's My so team. so spot on too because Mark <laughs> Hamill, you know, he's like a voice actor usually whenever he's not doing um acting. And whatnot, and he's just so great. Just those two, man. He's great. Yeah. Star Wars put them up, and thank God because they're they're still around and doing cool stuff. <laughs> yeah. But now we are. I have to go. At the end, yes, you do have to go. Okay, so yes. bye bye everybody. Stop. Um, stop. Goodbye. Yep. See you later. Uh, bye 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 bye. Hang on for <laughs> another minute, and you're good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.